Welcome to The Greg Bennett Show. I'm your host, Greg Bennett. And today I'm joined in the studio with Timothy O'Donnell, a good mate and just a remarkable Ironman athlete. And we have a really good time in this conversation. We start with some more serious things. We start with his heart attack, which he had back in March of 2021. We move on and we discuss the Collins Cup, Kona Ironman, and just anything and everything to do with triathlon. And we conclude with some really fun rapid fire questions. Now, a little bit of housekeeping before we go on. Thank you so much for listening. And if you're enjoying the show, I'd love you to share it. I also appreciate your feedback. If you think I can do things better, I'm happy to hear it. If you also think I'm doing things well, I'm happy to hear that, of course, as well. Um, and or you can support the show's partners, Athletic Brewing, Athletic Greens, High Price, and Form Smart Swim Goggles, all just great partners, great companies with terrific products. Now, I hope you enjoyed this one as much as I did. And remember, success comes to those who endure just one moment longer. A quick mention of the show's partners. These are all great companies and products that I use daily. If you want to support the show, you'd be doing me a massive favor by supporting these brands. This episode is brought to you by Athletic Brewing. Anyone will tell you that I'm someone who loves to have a beer and there's always a beer in the fridge for me and or guests that pop in. But with kids, my work and just my overall health, I, I, I can't and I don't drink often. I can't afford to not be on my game and, and I simply don't like the foggy feeling I get by drinking alcohol. So I've tried non-alcoholic beers, but I guess I'm a bit of a beer snob because none of them have measured up to a real craft beer experience that I like. But now with Athletic Brewing, I can have a high quality, just flavorful and award-winning craft beer, and it's only 50 to 70 calories per can. And these beers just, they fit into any occasion. So I don't have to compromise on my social life or choose between having a great beer and, and just keeping my clarity. So go ahead and check them out at athleticbrewing.com. That's athleticbrewing.com. Or you can find them at your local liquor store or bottle shop. Um, and I'll let you know, I'll be having one every single episode I record. They're, they're that good. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice. Hyperice is my go-to solution for recovery and restoration. The handheld percussion therapy devices, the Normatec boots and the vibrating rollers all release your deepest muscle tension and just aid your recovery. I own the Hypervolt Plus, I own the Hypervolt Go, the Normatec boots, and the vibrating rollers. And both my wife, Laura, and I use them every day before and after workouts and before bed. They're all just so easy to use at home. They're, they're quiet, easy to charge, and have ready at any time. I encourage you to look after your body. Honestly, it's the only thing you get to keep for all of your life. All these Hyperize products are just simply brilliant. Get 10% off all high-priced products using the exclusive Greg Bennett Show code GREG21 at checkout. Go to hyperice.com, that's hyperice.com, H-Y-P-E-R-I-C-E.com, and use code GREG21 at checkout. This episode is brought to you by my longtime partner, an amazing company and brilliant product, Athletic Greens. I'm using Athletic Greens every day. Great taste, so quick and ready to go. Athletic Greens is a delicious blend of 75 superfoods and vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and a greens blend and more to support gut health, energy, and immunity and stress. I've also been doubling down on Athletic Greens vitamin D, a huge portion of the population of vitamin D deficient, myself included. And right now, Athletic Greens will give you a year's supply of vitamin D for free and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Do yourself a favor and sign up. 
It makes a great gift for a family member or a friend. So sign up now and get a free year of supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase by visiting athleticgreens.com forward slash Greg. Again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash Greg. This episode is brought to you by Form. In my opinion, Form Smart Swim Goggles are the biggest thing to hit the swimming world. With Form Smart Swim Goggles, you can see all your key metrics while you're swimming, distance, your pace, stroke rate, and heart rate. The swim data is displayed on the goggle lens, and you can customize the display to see the key metrics that you want to see. I couldn't believe it when I first tried them. They fit like normal, comfortable goggles, and the display is there, but it's not in the way. I consciously look at the lens to see my stroke rate and my pace and my heart rate and distance. If you're a pool swimmer or an open water swimmer, I encourage you to check these goggles out. Please go to formswim.com forward slash Greg. Again, that is formswim.com forward slash Greg and get $15 off the Form Smart Swim goggles at checkout or use code Greg2021 at checkout. All right. Today I'm joined in the studio by a very special guest for the second time. One of the greatest Ironman athletes we've ever seen. One of only four to go under eight hours at the Kona Ironman World Championships. He was last on the show in episode 10, and that chat was a remote conversation. But today, we're in person. We're in the studio. It's always a good time with this man, and I feel honored that he's come and he's sitting down with me here in the studio. So welcome, and thanks for joining me on The Greg Bennett Show, Timothy O'Donnell. How are oh, you, mate? GB, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> it's good to be here in person with you. Oh, mate, it is very good. Now, we had thought about having a couple of bottles of wine. Yeah, um, and notice you said glass. You didn't say glasses. You said bottles. Because <laughs> that's usually what happens when we're hanging out together. I know. You know what? I was just, I just got back from San Marino and, and the Collins Cup, and I forgot who I was talking to. I think I was talking to Justin Metzler and Belinda Granger, and the three of us were all walking together, and your name popped up. And all of us talked about the massive hangovers we've had when we've had a night with Timothy O'Donnell. And we all come and see you the next morning and you're just training and like life's normal. It doesn't even affect you. And the rest of us are just absolutely knocked off our feet. <laughs> so I'm kind of glad. It's the but, Irish in my blood. <laughs> I'm kind of glad that you're just feeling a little bit under the weather, you said. And so we're actually not going to partake in bottles of wine well, this have, episode. You have something else for me. I do. <laughs> I do. Once again, everybody, Athletic Brewing, non-alcoholic beers, absolutely fantastic. So we're going to crack a couple open now. Which one have you got? Got the uh, Cerveza Atletica. Wow, you half Spanish? That was really a good. A little bit. My eyebrows, whenever I go race in Brazil, <laughs> They're in like, South Americans, they, they confuse me. My eyebrows are so so lush. <laughs> well, I got my favorite here, the Free Wave Hazy IPA. This one's a good one. Oh, the, the sweet sound. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. <laughs> Not quite what we planned, but it's no. still a good good little brew to it have. It just means that uh, we have to do this again soon. Yes, I think go we're going to have to become a, plan. Become, a, become a regular. Now, listen, today I want to kind of, I want to dissect the Collins Cup a bit, um, and especially because you were somewhat the founder of the PTO and, and everything else. Um, I want to discuss I'm Ancona yep. um, and what is going on on or not going on oh, there. Kona. Um, I want to discuss the sport as a whole. You've been in it for a long time and so some of the changes that you've seen. And then, of course, I want to discuss your recent health scare, um, which was frightening. Um, 
and anything and everything else in between, to be honest. You and I, we tend to go everywhere, so I'm happy wherever we go. But let's start with the most recent event, I guess, in your personal life, um, heart attack. Yeah. Don't you make me cry again, GB. Well, he is referring to the <laughs> fact that I just uh, was on, well, I was yeah. on your show, the the Tim and Rini uh, YouTube channel, which if you haven't watched it, you got to get on there. They do a fantastic job. Um, just really great videos of you guys Thanks, and your yeah. family and your training and everything else. But I was really flattered when you said, you know, Greg, would you interview me for the show, your show? Um, and I said, sure, I'll be your Oprah. Yeah. Um, or Dave Skylar- Skylark for all the interview fans. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so that comes out, that should be out before Hopefully, yeah, this we got to get our, our boy Kenny um, on the editing. Yeah, Kenny Withrow, where yeah. are you, mate? Yeah, come on, Kenny. Yeah, but that was, a, that was a great conversation. So let's recap that conversation a little bit on this show um, just to bring people up to speed um, of what happened. And so... Yeah. So, I mean, you were there, we were at uh, challenge Miami. It was actually during the race. I had a heart attack. I had a, um, 80% block in my LAD, which is also known as the widow maker. It's, you know, not an artery you want getting blocked. And, mm. uh, they said even during the race, it could have been higher than that. Um, but super lucky. The survival rate is really low and, you know, I fought through the race. I finished. I probably not a good idea. Jeez. But, uh, you know, it happened during the bike. Started getting all the telltale signs, like spreading chain in my, uh, pain in my chest, pain down my left arm, uh, kind of a locked jaw. And I thought to myself, is this a heart attack? I'm like, no way. There's no way I'm pushing these watts and while this, you know, and having a heart attack. And so I just kept going and got through it. And then after the race, things went downhill, uh, you know, got um, mm. taken to the ER two hospitals later, finally got, um, you know, got the cardiologist in there and they did the procedure, put a stent in and sent me on my way. So it's a, <laughs> gee, that was a quick little recap. It was. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you jumped over a few bits there, obviously. And, and it was a nice little summary, but, um, you know, on my side, I get this text or call i can't remember it was i'll see you at the party gb you know all right i'll come back from the hotel and i'll meet you at the party um and then when i got to the party all i saw you was hopping into a car and i felt like such a dick because i i (laughs) came up to you and said oh you never leave a man behind where are you going you know gave you the whole hard time about leaving me at the party and um and normally you would give me just a tiny smile or something yeah. and it was your face it really was like death warmed up and and i i left you going wow i just felt so bad because you know i was giving you a hard time and then it wasn't a time to be yeah, playful and right that's exactly what i thought i'm like gb that guy <laughs> why am i even friends with this guy <laughs> he's, he's such a prick no i mean uh, I, yeah i went to the little after party and and you know me you know i like to have a good time you know mm-hmm. race hard and celebrate hard and mm-hmm. And I couldn't, like, I couldn't even stand up outside, went inside um, the RV and laid down. And uh, someone poured me a glass of whiskey. I was still thinking about drinking it. <laughs> I know that's good stuff. But, uh, you know, uh, I, I was I it 18 years. Was it 18 years it, single malt? It was, it was. All right, well, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> um, excuse me. Yeah, so, uh, 
you know, you know, that's a sign that, you know, I'm in rough shape. And that's, I was thinking, I was kept trying. I just thought it was maybe from the race or dehydration. Yeah. Just kept trying to rally and rally. And then at one point I'm like, I've had, I've gone to the well in Kona and not felt this bad. And this was a, you know, a three hour race. Yeah. Not yeah. even a half. So it's, things started to not add up. But on that, actually talking about the race, you still came 11th? Man, 11th, yeah, just out so of you money. Still, you still beat half the field, though, yeah. with a heart attack. I beat a lot of my buddies. <laughs> I remind them that Guys, all the time. if you're listening to this <laughs> and you were beaten by Timothy O'Donnell in Challenge Miami this year, you might want to think about hanging up your shoes <laughs> because <laughs> the guy was racing with a full-blown heart, heart attack. Yeah. Unbelievable, mate. So then, And some of the guys that, that, that beat me might think that uh, they gave me a heart attack trying to keep up with them. Oh, that's true. <laughs> wow. I was so powerful that day. I almost killed the guy. Yeah. I mean. Jeez, that gave Tio a heart attack. Jeez. I mean, we're, we're, we're making light of it now. It, it, it's obviously six months past. Yeah, or, or almost, yeah. yeah. Um, but were there any moments there? I mean, when you're in the hospital, when you heard the expression, the widow maker. Right, right. Um, were there moments where you were like, Wow, that could have been it. I might never have yeah, seen my were, you know, Rennie and the kids again. Like, I, I definitely, no matter what I do, I'm always trying to be in a positive mindset. Yeah. And uh, there was, you know, luckily the doctors didn't tell me the nickname or the severity of the situation until after the fact. Actually, they, even the cardiologists didn't even suspect that it was that bad mm. when they, because I was cracking jokes going into the operating room. And they're like, you're the happiest guy we've ever had about to get a cardio catheter wow. and uh so you know, i don't even know if some of them realize the extent of actually what happened until they went in they're like oh crap like this is you know this yeah. is a big deal and but uh there was one point in when i was at the first while i went to one hospital then they transferred me to another one to 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 do that procedure but there was that one point where i you know the thought did creep in they brought the big paddles in and like the emergency people came running in I think that's when they realized that I was having an MI or, a, you know, a heart attack. And, uh, I thought, you know, Oh man, am I going to die? And that, that thought popped in my head and very briefly. And I just said, no, st stop right there. You uh. cannot think like that. Like push that thought out of your head right away. And that was, that was kind of that only moment, but I knew, I just knew I'm like, you cannot, your mind can't be in that place. It needs to be in a better place than that. Wow. That's really scary, huh? Yeah. How long? When you meanwhile, say, Kenny, you know, we were talking about him yeah, earlier. Yeah. He, he took me to the hospital and he's out in the hallway and, and like the paramedics are cracking jokes about doing chest compressions and stuff. <laughs> and he's like, oh, not cool. Wow. <laughs> but when, when you say a moment, you had a moment. Yep. What are we talking? One second, 10 seconds? Like it how was, long were you thinking? Was, you, it was short. You Literally, Greg, like the thought came in, am I going to die? And then immediately I pushed it out of my head. I wonder if that's somewhat of a a trained skill from being an athlete yeah, yeah. your whole life. I mean, that's, that's what a race is, right? Or yeah. A lot of your training. And, and I think, uh, you know, a good buddy of ours, Patrick McEwen, mm -hmm. uh, had some kidney failure up at Leadville 100. <sighs> he got to week. 77 miles. Yeah. And, and it's, and we were talking just yesterday and we we're the dads that almost died club. I know we want you two of my of closest yeah, mates, and I'm like, three's a charm. I'm really yeah, worried no, about. No, hopefully, it doesn't come in threes. Oh man! But I know. you know, we were just chatting, like we we're almost pre-programmed when we get in those situations to just keep keep going. Yeah, you know? it's almost yeah. like, all right, well, you just you just plug on, and I think you never you never 
want to let weakness in. So mm-hmm. sometimes you miss some big stuff. You miss the signs. And he, you know, looking back, he had signs of, you know. Mm-hmm. He could have stopped earlier right, yeah, and, yeah, and stopped so. pushing. But, I mean, on that with yours, was there anything you could have done to have prevented this? I mean, you know, was it your training? Was it your lifestyle? Was it, yeah, I so mean. Th- this is a great point, Greg, because a lot of people associate you know, heart attacks with athletes to be in some sort of electrical problem or enlarged heart problem, mm. uh, both which can problems that can be caused from all the training over the years. Yeah. But mine was, it was an, uh, it was a soft plaque rupture in my artery. So I had plaque that started building up from genetics, basically, you know, don't have high blood pressure, don't have high cholesterol, I'm not overweight, I'm not out of shape. You know, it's, it's something that was just, you know, that, in my body. And, uh, so now it's kind of going along. Okay. Well, how can we deal with that? And now that we know it's there, how can we manage the problem? So it doesn't get to that kind of catastrophic event again. So how do you manage it? What have they, what are they saying? So you don't get that soft plaque happening yep. again. So it's, it's so hard because uh, I'm seeing a lot of people, yeah. you know, seeing a lot of docs and getting, you know, from your traditional, uh, um, you know, in, um, like intra, um, like preventative type cardiologists mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to naturopaths to, um, you know, to the, to the mix and to sports specialists and, uh, you get different answers from everybody. Yeah. There's a lot of science out there to back up different things. You know, people say diet and then other people say, no, it's just genetics, nothing you can do. Um, so I'm trying to sift through all that right now. Yeah. Um, there is some stuff with like, not necessarily, you know, there's HDL, the good cholesterol, LDL, yeah. the bad cholesterol. Everybody's kind of always focuses on your number of LDL, but it can also be the size of the LDL particle. And just through genetics, I have small LDL particles, uh, which can contribute to plaque buildup. If you think of a golf ball going through a tennis net, yeah. they can just kind of go through the wall of the artery and collect. Uh, same thing with autoimmune issues. You know, you can, uh, you know, which my family has as well. You know, it can target the the, the fatty um, lipids, you know, trying to destroy them and then actually just clumps them all together and, and causes a buildup. So these are some kind of deeper issues. Yeah. You know, the the quick way to do it is take a statin and take your, you know, take an aspirin and be on your way. But uh, I, I want to try to dig in a little deeper and see what else I can do. Yeah. Because, you know. Been seven months as these four years, and I want to be around a long time. Seriously, yeah. I was going to. Uh, I wanted let's backtrack a little bit there, and you know when when you finally got Rini on the phone because she wasn't obviously down in Challenge Miami. She was, um, yep. you know, with the little one at home. Um, what what did you say to her, and what did she know about it when when you f- finally got her on the call? Well, uh, luckily we have a great doctor here in Boulder, who's our primary care physician, mm-hmm. uh, Dave Tusick with Cloud Medical, mm-hmm. kind of a concierge service. Mm. So I literally, I, I called Rennie when I was in the RV lying down because I couldn't party. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this race has gotten right. away of a good time. Not yeah. only do you just, you, you get 11th, you miss the podium, but then you don't get a party and now you have a heart attack. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Great day. <laughs> Great day. <laughs> uh, so... You know, she's like, call Dave. I, I literally call Dave. It's like probably eight or nine at night. So it's seven o'clock in Boulder and he picks up and he's like, hey, Tim, you know, mm. you know, obviously he knows if I'm calling him at that time of day or on a weekend, something's up. I told him and he's like, dude, you need to take some aspirin. You need to go to the hospital right away. 
So he knew. Uh, he he knew. knew. Yep. And then he was great with Rennie. He's like, okay, this is what's happening. It's like he didn't tell her, you know, didn't get her scared. He's like, it's a, it's a quick procedure, simple procedure, and uh, he's going to be all right, you know? So yeah. it wasn't until after the fact where kind of she was like, oh, man. And she had to hold it together. She's got two little kids. That Finn yeah. was eight weeks at that point. So there was, a, and we weren't, we were trying to, we kind of wanted to keep it quiet because, we, you know, it's a small community. And uh, one of her close friends, uh, Mary, actually, Patrick's wife, Mary, uh, was over. And uh, I think Julie Dimmons, our coach, called Rennie to check in and then Rennie just broke down. Yeah. And uh, so luckily she had some good friends here to kind of help her through. Because, well, you know, I was in the hospital for what, another two nights after the event. Wow. So you stayed down there. And, and when we look at something like this, when you call it the widow maker, give me numbers. What what does it mean statistically? To- so yeah, the numbers I've seen are about twelve percent survival rate, and that's the average. And then you know you kind of take into consideration you actually your survival rate is less the younger you are with the widow maker or with with you know with a soft plaque rupture or a, you know a block in your artery, because as you get older you develop these kind of little vessels that sprout off of your arteries and they help move blood around. So a 70 year old has a much better chance of surviving that than a 40 year old. Uh, but luckily through sport, you know, all the training I've done, I actually started to develop those little vessels earlier in my life. And that was, a, I think a big contributing factor to me being here. So less than 12%. Yep. Wow. How has that changed your perspective on oh, man. life? Yeah. You, uh, you have your little moments where you, you know, it's, it, it is hard because you get home and life kind of just keeps moving forward. Right. Yeah. So you're trying to like deal. Greg's with still calling up for you to do yeah, a podcast. Greg, it doesn't, Greg. doesn't matter. Life keeps going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we just, um, you know, you, when you're dancing with the kids or something, you kind of tear up and mm. you realize how, uh, f- you know, fragile or fleeting life can be and yeah. how you have to really take advantage of it. And, yeah, just soak it up and try not to, you know, it's cliche, but try not to sweat the small stuff. You sound like you're doing everything you can to get to the bottom of it and figure out how to go forward, you know, to be healthy yeah. and, and live a long, productive life. How does it, do you contemplate your career as an athlete now or are you still waiting for more information? What does that look like? Yeah, we're going to hopefully run some tests uh, soon, hopefully, you know, after the six-month mark, so September, October, mm-hmm. and you know, one of the specialists I've spoke with that the standard thing to do is, uh, a stress test with an echocardiogram. So Mm -hmm. you do, you do a treadmill stress test, get your heart rate really high. And then they, you know, lay down, do the ultrasound on your heart and, you know, observe you. But, you know, he basically instructed me, Hey, you're too fit for that. By the time you get on the table, you're already relaxed. Yeah, We're not going (laughs) to learn anything. So they have some different testing, more like VO, VO2 style testing almost where they can measure some of the gas output and I don't, I, you know, I don't know how they do it, but yeah. supposedly they're going to be able to kind of give me a green light from there. And my plan is to, you know, the end of the year might be a little aggressive, but definitely 2022, I plan on hitting the start line again. Yeah. And I think I'll know personally, cause, and then there's the, the, the mental side of it too, you know, yeah. you know, it's something I need to work on. Yeah. You can't hit the start line and race guys like Jan and, have have that yeah, in the back of your mind. Doubt in your mind yeah. that you're because you're going to. I mean, this is what happens in sports. Like you said, you pushed it aside in the race there because racing and and the job of being a professional athlete is uncomfortable. Yeah, right. You you become very comfortable with the uncomfortable. 
And so yeah. how do you go there without kind of going, well, now I'm uncomfortable. Is, that, is this a heart attack? Is it, you know, right, right, yeah. I mean, yeah. you obviously you've, you've been through it, so you know the symptoms, but, you know, when your shoulder's a bit sore or you're breathing a bit hard. Yeah. Yeah, so, so that's going to be something. It's Yeah, and I'm going to start working with actually sports psychologists too coming up just mm-hmm. to kind of help work through that, which is something I haven't done in a long time. I used to, back when I was at the Olympic Training Center, this is mid-2000s, um, you know, they had a sports psych guy there that, you know, I would talk to, but it's been something that I really, I guess, haven't needed yeah. Since I've gotten older, I have my my wife. Yeah, you know, yeah. she's my psychologist. Yeah, my, mine too. I go with my little pocket psychologist constantly. Great she, rates too. They have great rates. Great rates, great rates. Such perks. <laughs> I mean, I always feel for Laura because it's like, you know, I always felt like I was somewhat. Yeah, you're the more, high maintenance one. I, I, was, I was probably more high maintenance <laughs> at that time. I feel like I've grown a little bit, but <laughs> but she definitely had a work cut out. Laura could have been a much better athlete if she didn't have to deal with me. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> um, but, you know, we are lucky to have our wives as, as those sidekicks, but sometimes it's not fair on them either, you know, right, some yep. of these heavier things, especially to, um, you know. And that's the thing, manage. you know, I mentioned like, I, you know, I, we didn't want to tell people what happened. And, and in that, I forgot that Rini needed support too. Mm-hmm. You know, that Rini needed to tell her friends and, you know, she needed those outlets and that support system. So something to remember as well. Yeah. It's not all about you too. Yeah, it isn't. Even if you're having a heart attack, <laughs> yeah, it's not it's all not about It's not all about you. you, mate. I know. I actually, I almost feel like it's almost worse for the person on the sideline. Yeah. You know, it's uh, the one that's in it. Uh, you know, it hurts, it's painful, it's whatever, but the one on the outside is feels helpless. Yeah. And then you have the, in this scenario, you have the burden of, okay, I've got an eight-week-old and almost four-year-old, two kids. Yeah. And it's a, a scary stuff, Yeah, mate. it's a lot to think about. Yeah, I'm not going to hold the pause too long this no. time. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you make me tear up. <laughs> go, go. I'm trying to hold it. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, let's sh- let's shift gear a bit, and thank you for going you of know, course, going yeah. over that again. And I think it's great for everybody to just understand to listen to ourselves, even if yeah. it's painful, um, and know your family history too, Greg. Mm. Uh, I didn't, you know, there was history in my family, not my uh, parents or siblings, but you know, grandfather, mm-hmm. and it's you, you. You need to know if you're yeah. if you are at high risk from your gene pool. So one of the doctors told me you can't. Out fitness your genes. You can't out you fitness your genes, yeah. people. Listen to that. Yeah. Remember that. <laughs> That's a good one. Oh, I've never heard that before, but yeah, that is worth a little bit of, um, you know, we often hear with the cancers and, yep. and those kinds of things that, you know, especially now I'm only a few months off 50. I'm meant to be start doing more of the. Yep. Going <laughs> <laughs> to need to crack a few beers. <laughs> All right. Well, let's shift gear. Let, let, let's move on. Collins Cup. Um, to be honest, mate, I I remember you coming to me years ago. I think I was almost still racing, so probably yeah. five, six years ago, talking about this yep. I think professional it triathlete. It was called a union at the time. I said, I don't want to be a part of a union. And you said, and then it's changed the name. It's professional yep. triathlete organization. But you are basically the founder of all of this. Oh, well, yeah. I've been there since from the start, but I would, you know, I'm just – you know, wouldn't call myself the founder. T.O. is <laughs> but, responsible for it all. <laughs> don't start emailing me with issues that you have. <laughs> well, anyway, you, you met uh, it's, Charles. Yeah, I met Charles, uh, yes. Uh, Charles, what's his family name? Uh, Damo. Damo, so yes. And uh, 
you guys were in Arizona. Yep. And you'd hang out and you started brainstorming. So this must this have been idea. like 15 or 2015 or 16. Yes. Because the first, ago. the Pro Triathlon Union started uh, at Challenge Bahrain 2014. The, all the athletes had a, a meeting and kind of came together and that didn't go too well. We, we had some bad people involved and um, luckily Charles came in mm-hmm. and totally separately. I think he met, is it Lucy Gossage, mm-hmm. who I believe is an MD. Right, and yes. And he yes. met her and it, like was just shocked at how little she was getting paid as a triathlete mm-hmm. and how this incredibly talented person that could be having a very successful career in the medical field, Pat like puts that to the side so she can race triathlon. And he's like, what, what these athletes do is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I want like... I want to help grow this sport because they should have, you know, a better support system and better, you know, financial gains from this incredibly grueling and arduous sport. <laughs> that gives you heart attacks. Yeah, the kiss. <laughs> no, it doesn't, people. It's like we said, it's genetics. It's yep. So <laughs> And it saves your life too. And it saves your life. Actually, that's yeah, yeah. that's a good learning. Yeah. And so then from there, because I, I remember riding up with you up one of the hills here and we yep. were talking about it and I was like, oh. Oh, you were such a skeptic. I was not a skeptic. You were a skeptic. I, it was the word union that put me off. <laughs> yeah, and I remember that. I, I, I said, I, look, I don't mind. And look, I've been around since the late 80s and I've been a part of several of these along the way. Yeah. You know? so yeah, yeah. There's been a couple that have started in Australia in the 90s and uh, and so I wasn't skeptical. I think, well, maybe I was a little bit skeptical. That's fair. Um but definitely the union word put me off because I was yep. like, well, how do we operate where in a in a sport? Because I was always in a, in a capitalist mindset, going sport is one of the true places where the yep. very best get rewarded, and that's what you aspire to be. You you don't get rewarded if you're not the best. You, right. you only get yep. rewarded when you become the very best. And so the word union to me sounded a bit yep. almost socialist. I totally agree. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. And so when you changed it to organization, did you make that change? That, uh, that was Charles. Charles did yep. that. I think that was a good move, yep. I, just in my mind. I know it's a simple little thing, but it kind of affected the way I looked at it. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, not just athletes, but, you know, other organizations sometimes don't want to work with a union, even yeah. if it's not, you know, what they think of as a union, right? Mm-hmm. And, we're, and the PTO is far from a union. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. especially now, you know, it's yeah. uh, for those that are, it's profit sharing, basically. Yeah. So the idea is to build up the professional side of the sport. We'll help grow the entire sport. Mm-hmm. And then as we can get more television time and, you know, big sponsor ad dollars and things like that, when we start generating that revenue, it's a split between the commercial entity and the athletes. Mm-hmm. A rising tide yeah. lifts all boats, yeah, right? Absolutely. That every, I mean, that to me all makes sense. When, when did the Collins Cup idea come about? Was that... Uh, anything to do with you or I mean so Charles is a huge golf fan Mm -hmm. and he loves the Ryder Cup Mm -hmm. and he kind of got that idea from the Ryder's Cup Mm. and it grew on me at first when I mean this is probably like 2016 he's telling me about it I Mm. think I still have he made up these amazing little like media packets and stuff (laughs) he really had a vision Mm. and at first I was like I don't know but Mm. it kind of grew on me and you know, I'm like, all right, well, you have this vision and like, just run with it. Mm-hmm. And he did. I mean, he, the work he has put into this, it's, I mean, it's amazing. And I hope, I feel like a lot of the athletes don't understand the work he's put into it and mm-hmm. what it's taken to get to this point. And I honestly 
I'm an older athlete, you know, I've, I've already missed two Collins cups where I should have been a part of, yeah. you know, on the sideline now. So I'm out of the PTO rankings, you know, running the same thing. So here we are, we're not necessarily benefit benefiting from this as much as some of the other athletes, but this is for the next generation. This is for the younger athletes. So I just hope they keep that in mind and don't take it for granted. Mm. It's because, fu- yeah. It's funny. It, let me interrupt you, do real quick because you know, I, I was having dinner with Charles on Saturday night right after the race. Yep. And you know, it's like, how was it, Greg, and everything? And we were all pretty pumped, you know, because it was a really yeah. I think for the most part, obviously, those things can improve, but for the most part, we, it was it was a great it was a great event. But he said to me, "I just wished that Tio and Rinnie." He was, yeah. Could have been here for, yeah. for, for, and been a part of the race, not just being there yeah. and on the yeah, sideline because yeah. he, he had you guys in mind yeah. when he actually put all this together. Um, and I know you're being great about it by saying, look, it's for the next generation. But in his mind, in Charles's mind, he was wanting you and Rini to benefit uh, yeah, absolutely, from Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it just, I think, you know, as anything, it takes time and, you know, and then we got sidelined for, you know, a year, <laughs> almost two years now yeah. with COVID. So, yeah. but it's, it's I mean, I... I was really bummed because, you know, we got up, started what we were watching and then, you know, we had to go ride, but, uh, I was, I really wished I'd been there and I had a ticket. I was going as, you know, as the co-president of the You board, got the best going. ticket. It was $1,500 business, business class yep. return oh, from Denver. Man, it would have been, I wanted it. Yeah. I mean, just, it's just for that flight. It's worth it. Right. Well, you couldn't find your passport. No. Man. Yeah. Well, Izzy, <laughs> Izzy lost my passport and then, uh, and then, you know, our nanny resigned. So yeah. I couldn't leave Rini well, while she's training. And, and you've got other things that you're working on in, in terms of your health. So, yeah. I mean, there's a fair bit on there that you can't be just traveling. Yeah, around, it was just, too, world, it was so. just, yeah, a little too much, but I was, I'm so proud of, of the PTO for getting such an event off and, yeah. and you, there's always going to be critics and, you know, rightfully so to some extent, there's always going to be things we can improve, right? Mm-hmm. But that was the first iteration of a completely new format triathlon event mm. with a budding or athlete-led organization. Mm-hmm. Well, we should be applauding this because that's a hell of a feat, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the look at the first Kona, look at the first you know Ironman Hawaii. It was not the event, it's not the spectacle that you'd see today, you know? There mm-hmm. weren't people flying in from around the world to watch people come across the finish line of a Leahy Drive. Well, you know, it wasn't even in mm-hmm. Kona at that point, but, yeah. you know, it's it takes time to, yeah. to grow something truly, truly special, and, and I think this was an amazing step forward. A quick mini break to remind you of the show's incredible partners. You can get 10% off all Hyperice products using the exclusive Greg Bennett Show discount code GREG21 at checkout. Go to hyperice.com and use code GREG21. A quick reminder to do yourself a favor and sign up to Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens also makes a great gift for any family member or friend. So sign up now and get a free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase by visiting athleticgreens.com forward slash GREG. Again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash Greg. If you want to see all your key metrics like pace, distance, stroke rate, and heart rate while you swim, you need the Form Smart Swim Goggles. Go to formswim.com forward slash Greg. That's formswim.com forward slash Greg and get $15 off or you can use code GREG2021 at checkout. If you enjoy a beer but want to keep your clarity, stay on your game, then you have to try Athletic Brewing. I was just simply blown away by how good they taste. Just a true craft beer go check them out at athleticbrewing.com that's athleticbrewing.com so tell me about 
your thoughts of the actual race i know that you had to do some training throughout it yep. was a seven hour production um of which i sat and commentated for the seven hours and uh, <laughs> and you did a great job by the way well thank you dear that's what i was really putting that out there for <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Come on, everybody. right send your comments how much you love Greg. <laughs> it was uh on my bring it back to me for a moment it was <laughs> it was actually one of a career highlight um in many respects to sit next to phil liggett oh yeah um just an icon of sport and you know a 78 year old man and just just one of the best people you could ever meet you know we had a couple of glasses of wine leading into just not while we were commentating but um the days leading in and i'm, I'm like wow i'm sitting yeah, and from from this from watching it you know on tv at home yeah just hearing his voice oh it's so great it brings this just like i don't know there's like gravity to the whole thing too right yeah like, it really it just does made me feel like oh wow this is awesome it really it's is special. It really is. And look, Phil Liggett might not be in it for the next 10 years or so, but just to have him yep. be on the inaugural yeah. one, I just think, yeah, like you said, it gave it the gravity. I think it was really special. Um, but what do you think? I mean, looking at the performances of the athlete, the event, um, the media production, what do you think? Yeah, um, I – when I, all I was doing when I was watching was analyzing as if I was a team captain, mm-hmm. like – some of the matches I'm like, who picked this matchup? You know, like <laughs> maybe it's not the best for this team or whatever, but uh, I really enjoyed it. And it, it brought a different, I don't know, perspective on how you're watching the race too. I do think, you know, like I said, there's always things to improve. I know how many camera crews are out there. So as, a, as someone watching it, I was kind of confused. Like, why are you staying on this story so long? Why aren't we getting more feed from the other uh, you know, the other races, mm. which, you know, will be addressed obviously post with, with the team. Uh, but so if people don't know, there's the Collins cup, the actual trophy for the winner, the, you know, there's three teams, right. And then the, the last team gets the, the broken spokes award mm. and another, um, nod to the Ryder cup. Mm. And so Rini and I were watching in the morning and then we're like, okay, we got to go with babysitters only here for so long. And Rini's got to feed when we get back. So we get hit the road and we're out riding and Rini's, just says to me randomly, I think the international team is going to get the broken spokes award. <laughs> and that's exactly like over the years talking with Charles, that's the sort of engagement you want to have. You mm. want people to be thinking about it like, Oh crap. Like my team's going to get the, mm-hmm. <laughs> get the short end of the stick in, in that feel that, that connection to your team and that kind of, I don't know, camaraderie. And it's, that's all kind of the, what we want to build on besides just the individual events as individual events taylor nib oh my goodness insane i know i'm gonna have a road bike i'm gonna have her on the show in the next week or two we've we've been chatting um huge fan i mean i love what she's doing i mean not just not just physically she's she's a a woman that called out about this time last year maybe june july last year and said greg you know any chance i could talk to you i've listened to all your podcasts you know and she's the kind of person that would take notes oh, you know yeah, during yeah, the yeah. podcast she she's very smart woman yeah, she's and, an uh, ivy league girl ivy she's league girl. i'm sorry yes yes <laughs> no you're, you're fine um and and so i mean she's so young it's it, it's, it gets difficult right and, or, or we're old it's probably more we're old <laughs> so anyway and uh she said you know is there any chance i could have a conversation with you and I said, of course, you know, I have a consulting business, but, you know, for, for young athletes like that, I would never charge, you know. And so we, that's not an open for everybody, by the way. That, <laughs> it was Taylor Nib. And so I, um, so I set up and I called and we had a lovely hour and a half conversation and I, and I went back to Laura and I said, 
this woman is the real deal. It's the real, yeah. and, and this had nothing to do with her physically. It was just the way she was approaching it. Um, very competitive. Yep. You know, sweet smile and everything, but there's a, a competitor in there that's just ready to unleash and, and doing everything she can to figure out how to be better, better than she yep. was yesterday. And, and um, but obviously has some physical ability as well. And her family are into the sport and, you know, uh, great story though. Yeah. I mean, and on a road bike, <laughs> riding the way she did. And she didn't let up. <laughs> no. You know? She did the fastest time by over three and a half minutes. Yeah, she wasn't that far off the men. No. Well, I think the timing was a little off on some of those original sports oh, that it? came out. Yeah, I think they had Jan at three hours 20 and Taylor at three hours 30, but it was actually Jan 313. 313. Yeah. It was 17 minutes, yeah. but it's still a great performance. Some of the guys were 325, 326. Oh, no, 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 yeah. no, absolutely. No, I... <laughs> you know, I, I she's swam with us, this is a couple of years ago now, must have been like 2018 Yeah, uh, with Julie's group. And she, yeah, like you said, super competitive and like she's in the lane next to me just trying to go at me. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. Stop, it hurts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I gave her some advice and and yeah. I saw her like, I don't know, a month and a half ago or something. Yeah. She works with Aaron Carson, our strength coach mm-hmm, as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, she mentioned that. She's like, oh, I really appreciate that. You know, it's something that she still remembers. And I know she's yeah, very respectful cool. like yeah. that, isn't she? And really yeah. appreciate appreciates anybody giving her a bit of a helping hand. Yeah. Uh, I know, and which makes you want to help her more if you yeah, can. Absolutely. Yeah. At this point, I just feel yeah, like I might get in her way. She surpassed my. <laughs> exactly. I'm not sure I can help you anymore, Taylor. Yeah. Go fly, fly away. <laughs> I mean that you said uh, that is one of the standout performances, and I and I agree. Um, Team Europe came in as hot favourites. Yep. Twenty three world championship titles from seven of their athletes, plus an Olympic gold. Right. How many of those are Danielle and Jan, though? Well, a lot, but hang on. (laughs) doesn't matter. I mean, we still got Gustav has one, Holly Lawrence has one. I mean, uh, obviously Sebastian Kinley, Patrick Langer. I mean, there's a team in there with just so much depth and world championship titles. And and there was one world title between the USA and international teams. Is that all? Katie Zafiris, 2019. Wow. Am I missing one? Somebody please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Definitely none on the men. And the US men, no. And the international men, I don't believe so. And then the women. Uh, Lionel won long, long. Okay, yes. And that's an important one, isn't it, Timothy? Don't you snub that world championship? I'm not snubbing it at all because there's somebody sitting right here that won an ITU world long course championship. So I could. Greg, you're you're always the one that told me it's the only one that counts. I I agree, mate. (laughs) So I correct it. There are two world titles between those. Yeah. other 24 athletes compared to the European team. So the, my point in saying all of that is what the European team came in as red hot favorites. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. really uh, to the yeah. point that it, it potentially could have been a blowout. It wasn't a blowout. No. And especially the way the US women started with Jackie Herring's performance. Oh yeah. Unbelievable. Mother of two, three and a yeah. five year old. Um, that was a great race. Yeah. And she, that was incredible. Because Jeannie can run and they were. Jeannie can run. Annie Hug. Can oh, run, yeah. but and she had a she had a mechanical. Is that right? Is that what happened? I think so. Yeah, on the bike maybe. Oh, okay, I didn't yeah. realize that. Not on the run. She did not have a run mechanical. No. <laughs> <laughs> shoelace, maybe shoelace. a shoelace or a little bit of rubber coming off the sole. Um, the other the other two great European performances in the women there. I really thought I can't say enough about Lucy Charles Barkley, mm-hmm. and I, I just find the fact that she can do a super sprint race one weekend. Half Iron Man, the next Iron Man, three. You know, is it three or three seconds in Kona, or is it four? Three seconds in Kona, I think. Uh, that I don't know. 
Somebody will have to let us know. I rely on you for all that data. I know. I'm usually pretty good at that, but I just don't want to get it wrong. I've been saying three, and then I heard the other night at dinner, somebody said four. And so now I'm, I don't think it's four seconds. Has she raced? No. Yeah, it can't be be that much. Every time she goes, she gets second either to Daniela Riff or Annie Hug. But in my point in all of that. No, (laughs) because Rini was second in 16, right? Okay, so she got second in 17, 18, and 19. 19, right. Okay, thank you. There we go. Yeah. We don't need anybody to tell us. We know. Yeah, we figured it out. <laughs> I just, I, I really rate Lucy Charles Barkley. The way she races, obviously, off the front, um, and her run is just developing. And she had the second fastest yeah, she's, split she's been the a day. Very, um, I don't know, just machine-like in terms of addressing. Yeah, just getting a little bit better yeah, every year. Yeah, yeah. A little bit better every year. Very and thorough. Emma Plant Brown, who was sitting right where you are last week, actually. I feel the energy. Yeah, feel the energy. <laughs> I thought her performance, I think she's one, really, I, I truly believe she's the one for the future. Um, yep. I mean, she's a two time duathlon world uh-huh. champion, I think. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. And she has she's a second wrong. at 70.3 yeah. worlds. Um, I remember Rini and I met her years ago, I think Phuket. Yeah. Oh, right. She's a lot younger, just coming up, and she's yeah. done so much since then. I know. Well, I only just met her at your party. Yeah. After and she gave her a bottle of champagne. I know, I saw First that. Try. I saw that on YouTube. Yeah. Was it on YouTube or Instagram? Somewhere I saw smashing yeah. the bottle. Is that hard to do? I've never done it. No, it's actually pretty easy. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> as long as you don't get, as long as you just stay calm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she, she did yeah, well. She crushed there. it. Yeah. She yeah. made it look, yeah. Made it look easier than it is. Well, her and her husband, Jared, are a lot of fun. But um, yeah, the, the, those, I think those women really had great performances. Um, and on the men, Jan Frodeno, unbelievable. Just the, yeah, seriously. <laughs> just, just the excellence of execution. Just stop it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> just stop it. It's too yeah. much, mate. <laughs> it's like fastest split of the day, you know, in yep. front of Gustav Eden yep. and, uh, you know, 20 seconds in front of Gustav. It wasn't a lot, but still. What, uh, Rennie and I were talking about this the other day. They're head to head. Who is Gustav out kicking Jan? Oh, did you see Jan's kick in 2008 Olympic Games? Uh, that's what I'm asking you. I think I think Jan's got him. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's an answer. That's a know. question for all the listeners yeah. out there. I don't know if Jan shows up if he does not, if he thinks he can't outkick him, right? I don't know. I think Jan is to the point. He's 40 years old. He's won everything. Yep. He's making his own races up now and breaking world records and, you know, it's like, what do you do when you've won everything? You it, make up your own Seriously, race. right? He does. <laughs> I was chatting to him after the race. I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, Kona, we don't, we'll get onto that in a moment. We don't know when that's ever going to happen. Yeah. Again. So you might as well make, on your, make up your own races. And, um, and the guy, I think the amount of people that keep being outspoken, I want to take down Jan, I'm going yeah. to take down Jan. And he rises to the occasion yep. every single time. And uh, look, don't get me wrong, he's had his injuries and bits and pieces, but – you know, if, if if Gustav Eden called him out and says, I want to race, or Christian Blumenfeld, you yep. know, yeah, yeah. I want to race, Jan's not going to shirk that. Um, I think there's a, a an inner self-belief, um, not so much a confidence, just a self-belief yeah. that he can do whatever he wants. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I mean, look at him. You know, I've raced him a lot in Kona. Yeah, you have. And the Jan that won in 15 is – the Jan that won in 19 was a different Jan than one in 15. Like if I was going to beat Jan, 
You need to do it. You had to do it four years earlier. Yeah. 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 Yeah, No, for sure. He he's definitely gone to that next next level, which which made your race in twenty nineteen even the more impressive. You know, you were there. Yeah. You know, it was there. You were there. Have a sip. Have a sip of your little brew there, mate. Or you know, yeah, your little. When we talk this long, sometimes you get a bit dry. You know who else's performance I liked on the weekend, and nobody really spoke about it, was Sam Appleton. Yep. He had a crash. His face was covered in blood, by the way. He crashed in the race? Crashed. I didn't know that. I was talking to Jan after the race and he said I'd, I dropped, dropped him. He didn't, I don't know if he knew he'd had a crash or maybe he did, but, you know, Jan was away on his own, hammering, by the way. You know, we had the fuss. Yep. And he said, all of a sudden I go around a U-turn and Sam Appleton's back behind me. So like, what the world? How did he get there? And then he's, you know, he's gone off to have a, a pretty solid performance after that. But I really felt like he tried to squeeze Jan pretty well. You know, they didn't even draft each other in the swim. It was side by side the yep. whole way, not giving an inch, a bit like the Holly Lawrence and, uh, and Ellie Seldhouse. Yep. That was fun. <laughs> and and uh, Rennie and I were talking about this matchup too because this was, if I was racing, that that would have been the matchup I would have wanted to mm. uh, because – you rise to the occasion when you race a guy like John. You yeah, know? you have a heart attack if you have to. <laughs> Do whatever it takes, mate. <laughs> but it was it was the perfect matchup for for I think Apo because you know he can swim and bike so well, and mm-hmm. he's a, he's an amazing runner. You know he's not that. Well, I mean, if it was Vine Man or Santa Rosa, yep, as they call it, he is man. He he crushes that course every year. Every year, every year. I think if if they moved it to there, I really think that Jan would have had a, a bit more of yep. a. A push from Sam Appleton because he's but, amazing there. Man, I didn't know he crashed, though. That's impressive. That he's, yeah, his whole face was in covered there. in blood. Everyone's like, he's got a bleeding nose. And then um, somebody told me afterwards that he actually crashed. But There's uh, several crashes, weren't there? Yeah, it was It was amazing. The women's race went off. Um, well, six six of, six matches went off. And then there was about a, an hour break before they started the men. And right before that hour was up, this storm came through, freezing cold. You know that European yep. summer kind yep. of storm that comes through? It's really cold. And uh, and that really just wet the roads. And, uh, yeah, people, I think Lionel Sanders went down, Sam Upton. We saw Holly Lawrence. Holly Lawrence, yep. She went down pretty hard. Um, and Lionel went down and still beat Sebi? Yeah, yeah, he went down, still beat Sebi. I mean, that was, an, that was a really fun matchup, those three. Big yep. personalities, Sebi, um, Sebastian Kinley, um, Andrew Starkovich and, and of course Lionel Sanders and all of them had something on the run that was going to hold them back. Sebastian Kinley had an injury. Yep. Lionel Sanders had done an Ironman six days before with a two forty three marathon on the back of it, and Starkovich just has his run legs that <laughs> that he struggles a little bit. You know what I mean? Yep. So it was yep. always going to be this, but it was a really close race. It was the closest of all the races of all twelve events. Um, I think that was the closest. They were all, yep. all within two minutes of each other. So it was a it was a good little battle, that one. Um, Do you think uh, some of the matchups could have been better for competitiveness in terms of down-to-the-line racing? I think they did really well in terms of putting together pretty good matchups. Like you tended to have Ironman runners in run group, you know, yep. Patrick Langer and um, – Braden Curry and uh, Matt Hansen in one group. Yeah. Like that made sense. It, I, as a team captain, would have changed things up if I was the US. Yep. Putting Sam Long against. No, that made no sense. It's like my my strongest guy I put against arguably the greatest we've ever yep. seen. Well, now I'm losing out on a potential win somewhere else, right? Yeah. Um, 
So I think that was a mistake. Who would you put up against Jan for the U.S. team? Hmm, that's a good question. Well, who's a, who's a maybe maybe Starkey? I was thinking, yeah, Starkey. Yeah, because well. he could have. Uh, swimming's not quite where it used to be, though. But here's the thing: it's you can't bet that any of the guys. Matt Hansen could probably outrun or give Jan a running race. Yeah, but he can't be there. But at he the can't end of be the there, yeah, right? Yeah. So then you have Ben Canute. Rudy Von Berg, if he had raced, he was sick. Yeah, and yeah. then and then Starkey, that could get off the bike with him, possibly. I, I think had Rudy Von Berg started and you had Ben Knut and you had Sam Long, there's three very powerful yeah. middle-distance athletes that all could potentially win any race taking out maybe Jan Frudino and Gustav Eden yeah. at probably that next little bit just above those guys. But those three could have won nearly any of the other races. Yeah. And if you look... The U.S. only got to win two races out of the 12. Yeah, Jackie and... And and Taylor. And Taylor, that's right, yeah. Whereas the internationals actually won four races with Ellie Salthouse, Lionel Sanders, Braden Curry, and and, Jackson uh, Jackson Laundrie Laundrie at the end. Another great performance. Yes, fantastic, right? So the internationals actually won four, um, but because of their other performances, you know, they ended up getting the broken spoke. They came last, as you said. But um, I think you go with Starkey because... Yeah, I None agree. Of them, yeah, because he it gives him the best chance of being second. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I, I and I think that, but anyway, I, I I actually found the whole event was pretty great. I I think I was thinking it in you know in terms of seven hours, um, and you think of golf and you think of cricket, these long shows, and what this was trying to be modeling off the Ryder Cup and those long yep. performances. I think the problem that happened with this event, and maybe I'm wrong, is that because it's happening pretty fast, if I leave the room for half an hour for whatever reason, I need to do a chore, which you do when you watch yep. golf or cricket. You don't just sit there all day. You have it in the background and you come in and you watch a bit. This I felt like I would have been, okay, what's going on? Where was the race I was following? What am right, I following right. now, right? It felt a little bit that it could get disjointed from the mad triathlon fan that's prepared to sit there for the whole day. Wonderful. Right. But when you're trying to reach out to the the masses, people that maybe don't understand the sport of triathlon, maybe it would have got a bit confusing. But with golf, I mean, you're hopping in and out of, you know, different holes with different players. I know, but it's moving slower. So you could go... But you're always uh, just cutting to it, like... Someone's pretty much hitting a ball every time you cut to a different. No, that's true. Shot, right? That's true. But it's like if I'm watching. But you can. But you can also keep track of what's going on with the graphics. Yeah. So maybe that's what they need to have is a little bit more. You yeah. know, graphics but you can't on the miss side. Crashes. There's. No. There's three crashes. How many of them were on camera? Yeah, I know. Well, we got to see. We got to see Lionel's, Holly's. Didn't get to see Sam Appleton. There could have been more crashes, to yeah. be honest. And I, yeah, I think. I think the director, um, I mean, he's got his work cut out for him too, right? This is the first time for everybody. Yeah. So and there's, I mean, yeah, what, there's, what, 48 athletes? 36. 36. 36 athletes 36. and uh, 12, 12 events. Teams. All right, yeah. 12 so you, got, you had 12 motos out there, which is yep. more than the but two there's still like, It's not like everybody's riding right together. No, so, exactly. So yeah, one guy that's really like, hard yeah. to capture everything, yeah. And, that, and, that, and that's where you go, okay, well, how do we make sure we capture everything? How do we get it so we can capture it all um if you do two if you do loop courses well then you're going to have people overlaying each other and that could get confusing too so but it's something i I think the idea 
is fantastic. You should have seen the athletes. I have never seen professional athletes that are so used to press conferences and be so nervous. Really? It meant more for them than the individual. Yeah. The pressure of performing for a team. You could see it. The energy was insane. I've never, I've never seen anything like it. Even the best of the best were still kind of yep. nervous and like this. Yeah. I mean, my, one concern I was is that in the, I, I wasn't being a competitor. I wasn't too concerned with it, but you hear chatter about, okay, well, they're just going to take the money because it's no, parents' money. No, 100% not. Yep. You didn't see any of that? None of that. Awesome. I, I I mean, that may be some of the back, but no, the, 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 the big names that were there yep. raced like they were meant to yep. be there. Um, Daniela Riff, she was excited about that. I spoke to her a lot the couple of days. She got, she was crooked the morning yep. of. Yep. I mean, she was there to perform. They were wanting to perform. Now, look, you can talk about the money. I, <laughs> Basically, the way the money works, if people don't know, is for this event is your world ranking determines what you're going to be paid on the race day. Um, so someone like a Jan Fredino comes in, top dog, Daniel Riff, the same. Yep. They're going to make the biggest checks. But I I would like to see it more that you I, – I would like to see it broken into two parts. One, individual times, yep. you know, top whatever, you you get paid accordingly, and then the team bonus, you know. 500 grand to the winning team, 300 for the second and 100 for third or whatever. Yeah, or, I mean, I, 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 I think there should be an appearance fee, 100%. You do, I, yeah. I, yeah, but I, but I think there should be a combination. Yes. So maybe it's a flat appearance fee. Yeah. Uh, because the sport needs to go into the direction where if you are going to race among the top 36 people in the world, men yep. and women combined, then you can't be losing money on it. No, this, the sport funny. needs to get away from that. Yeah. The fact that you go to a world championship and get 11th and walk away with a $10,000 bill for your oh, no. uh, week of rental car and, yeah. you know. No, I agree we, with we that. Gotta, we got to grow So it's almost that. a qualifying. It, it, you qualified, here's yeah. your check, you know, yeah. and, and that could be 10, 20 grand or 15 grand, yeah. whatever it yeah. is. And then figure out some sort of, whether it's like bonuses for in your race, like third, second, First, yeah, second, yeah. third bonuses or team bonus? Definitely or? a team bonus. Yep. I, I think we had a race in the in Australia called the Fuji Zero. They did all get uh, tag watches. Yeah, I heard tag have yep. come on to the party yep. and, uh, so the and Tiffany team. Trophy and yep. tag. I mean, they've got some great companies partnering up now. Uh, I think that's huge. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And now you've actually had the event. Now you can actually show footage yep. and now show what it's like. you have all that content that you can use to drive. Like you see the team European celebration with all the champagne and everything yep. and the photos. Yep. I mean, that's, that's oh, yeah. spectacular. That's great. Yeah. Absolutely spectacular. I thought it was, was brilliant. Um, but no, I, I think it, as a whole, I think the event was fantastic. I hope I can be involved in it more in the future because I, I just enjoyed every part of it. And, and even when I, you know, commentating for seven hours, it just flew yeah. by. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, so, yeah. it was commentating 12 races at once. There's always something to talk about. Do you know what I mean? It's not like, oh, and there's T.O. and, you know, he's got good running form. You know what I mean? Like yeah, when you yeah. watch Kona Ironman, that's kind of what it gets. And, you know. Yeah, especially he, if the camera's on. Oh, for a long, one person, long time. The whole time. Yeah. This, this definitely was moving about real quick and we, we were kind of going, where are we? Yeah. Uh, match seven. <laughs> okay, go, go, go. Uh, which made it really entertaining for us to call. It was uh, – um, and I was I was impressed with the little commentary team they had. To be honest, I think Vicky Holland was outstanding. Oh yeah, um, Belinda Granger loved love, love BG. BG. Yep. Love it. You you can't have a bigger race without without BG on it. Um, and the presenters they had, Alex Payne and Charlie Webster, I thought were fantastic on the ground. Um, 
And then, of course, Phil Liggett and oh, Barry okay. Shepley. Barry Shepley is a great anchor as well. So And Greg Bennett. And Greg Bennett was okay. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's move on from Collins Cup and the PTO. And yep. I, I think we can leave that going. I think we give it a strong 9 out of 10, for, and especially for the inaugural performance. Absolutely. And I only giving it a 9 because it's great to have that one because it's like it can only get better. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it, I mean, a fantastic first first year. Yeah. And I, everybody just needs to, to understand that we're going to grow from here. And, Absolutely. And just be supportive because this is, this is a great thing for our sport. Yeah, well, congrats to you, mate, for being there from the outset. And, Thanks. Because you know, yeah. it takes people to get on board early for these things to actually happen. You know, Charles is the guy that's been driving it, but if you went there saying, hey, yeah, Absolutely, maybe, yep. you, you yep. kind of go. Rachel Joyce. Rachel Joyce, I know, Rach, yeah. yeah, yeah. I know. So congrats to you all because it, it really was amazing. And I think it's, I really believe it's here to stay and I think it will grow. So I think that's, that's fantastic. But let's move on to Ironman Kona. <clears throat> Delayed again. Again. I mean, not, not their own fault. I mean, the no, mayor of Kona I, yeah. shut down. But this, yeah, uh, Ironman's doing everything they can to make that special race happen. And yeah. I've, I feel for them because their teams are working hard and then, you know, they, two steps forward and three steps back, you mm, know? Mm. Uh, so, but we're, I feel like we're in this loop. Like, what are we going to do to break this loop? I know. You know, we, we move it to February and then we cancel it and then put it back on in October and then move it to February. Yeah. And, and this isn't against Ironman. Like we said, there's a lot of, you know, state city mm-hmm. type of regulations here, but it's, it's hard for the athletes to make plans. And I'm not just talking about, professionals but oh, anybody no, that everybody. wants to go there yeah everybody it's like yeah. well can i afford to pay for another vrbo condo that i'm not going to use i know i know there well what do you think about um <clears throat> like this last one it's just uh, what do you think about having another world championship just somewhere else in the interim like obviously kona is kona i get it it's the holy grail of our sport yep. and it's just uh, my i would i do not want to see that <clears throat> ironman world championship out of hawaii but I think it might be a better option than pushing it to February and then canceling it again, right? I know. That's what I worry about. So has it got to be Panama City or, you know, where can you send everybody? Well. But, I mean, international travel, I mean, the, the EU's. They can't come to the U.S.? Well, they're shutting. I think they're going to shut down U.S. coming over there. So I don't know if, oh, if right? Asian athletes come over here for a world championship if they can get back. Yeah. Um, is that what they're, they're going to shut down? Uh, you, we can't go over to Europe. I, I, I read that. Yeah, they're looking into uh, oh. the regulating. I yeah. just went over and back real quick. Yeah, you, you, you made five, it through five day turnaround. <clears throat> yeah, so that that you're right. I mean, you can say, oh, let's put it in Florida because then you know they're not going to shut down. But <laughs> actually, St. Anthony's was canceled. Oh well, there you go. Yeah, because that yeah. that was moved to October, wasn't yep, it? That was moved. Yeah, Rennie was going to do that. Hmm. So, yeah, I, I just think it's just the world we live in then. Because, yeah, you can't have a world championship without everybody being able to be right. there. Yeah. I mean, we got St. George coming up, the world championships in St. George, Utah, 70.3 world championships. Yep. And That's, it'll be interesting uh, to see the international field, that, the age group international field that comes over for that. I just saw actually today, and we're recording the day after, two days after Collins Cup, Lucy Charles Barclay was already on a flight to California. Really? Getting herself over yep. here. Quickly. Doing the right things. Yeah, I mean, that's, no, that's how you succeed, right? Emma Plant Brown's already back as well. She's here in Boulder. She arrived today. It's 
you know, if you think the world's going to lock down, get get over to where it yeah. is and maybe you can do it, I guess. Right, right. Yeah. Um, because I really hope that one. That's going to be spectacular, by the way. That 70.3 world champs, the women. Yep. Is Taylor racing? I, th- I think she uh, is. Taylor's trying to get a start. Okay. Flora Duffy's racing. I knew that, yep. I mean, Daniela Riff is racing. Yep. Lucy Charles Lucy, Barclay, yep. Emma Plant-Brown. Jeannie Metzler, who was yep. second to Daniel. I mean, the field, the women's race, we can talk about the men in a moment, but I'm, I think the women's who race would, is outstanding. Who would be your uh, pick for that? Ah, don't put me on the spot with that one. My goodness, no way. I mean, Flora Duffy has just been absolutely on point, um, obviously. But even when she was on this show, she sort of said, look, I've hit my lifelong dream. Everything I do from now yeah. on forever in the sport is just an added little bonus. Um, but I think what she's doing, she can swim, bike, and run. Yep. Daniela Riff. She's tenacious. Do you see what Daniela Riff did at St. George earlier in the year and had that six or seven-minute lead off the yep. bike? Unbelievable. Um, and then you look at these runners like Emma Plant-Brown. Um, I just – and then you go Taylor Nib if she gets a start. Was it 18 18- – 70.3 worlds where Daniela had a tough day and then she went and crushed Kona. You know, it? Yeah. Uh, my, my, no, no, 19. In, no, no, yeah, no, 18. Was it? Because 19, she won Nice. Yep. And then she won Kona. So it must, maybe it was 18 she had won. I, I know she she's won four one. Konas and five 70.3s. Is that right? I don't know. She's won so many know. now. It's just becoming unfair. But <laughs> I, I mean, I think. She probably isn't happy with that performance. Or I know she's not happy with that performance at the Collins Cup. I'm tempted to go over and watch in St. George yeah. just because I think it's going to – although it could be better to watch on TV. I don't know. I, Taylor, she, she's got a target on her back now. I know. You know? But still, when you're that good, she's it doesn't matter. under the radar. It's like Jan Fadino's target. It still just rides away from you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you, you still lose eyesight, right? You, yep. you see it at the yep. start. You're like, there it is. Oh, and it's gone. Yep. Well. <laughs> so, I mean, Taylor Nibs, she can lead a pack out of the water like she did at the Edmonton yep. Grand Final. She biked away from a pack yep. in Edmonton, biked away from them, and then she's got this solid run. Yeah. Um, I don't know. For me, that do you want to go over with me to St. George? We could go over for the weekend, check it out. Possibly, if we get a new nanny before then. <laughs> well, I just figure you leave Laura and Laura and Rennie with the kids and we'll oh, yeah. go over. If LB can help with, with Izzy and Finn while Rennie trains, maybe that'll be our plan. There you go. I think we're owed a few, aren't we? Yeah, we've, we do have a couple yeah. passes, don't we? <laughs> we have a few. All right, St. George, here we come. If you're listening to this, we just need accommodation. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> A couple of electric bikes to get around the course, and all right, um, yeah, all right. So the, I think uh, private jet to, <laughs> yeah. And if anybody's got a jet, that would really help, um, mate. We've talked about a fair bit here today. This has been fantastic. Let's let's have a quick little bit before we we sum up um, about triathlon as a whole. And you know, you've been in it for quite a while. What do you think's been some of the biggest changes? Obviously, we've talked about Collins Cup and things, but right. what else have you sort of anything stand out to you over time? Equipment, races, people, anything that's kind of. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the depth of the fields have, have gotten so much better, Yeah, particularly among the women. Mm. I mean, now you go, you look at the top 10 women in Kona and the delta between them is a lot. There, it, there's some close racing going mm-hmm. on now. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
it's good and bad. It's amazing for fans of the sport. It's tougher for the athletes because the the dollars that they're all using to pay their bills from partners, yeah. they're not increasing at the same rate as these amazing athletes are coming into the sport. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and then I think cycling, of the three sports, I think cycling is the one that's really come a long way. And yeah. I look at my performances in Kona and my power in 2019 was actually lower than some of my other years, but I'm that much more of efficient with my riding mm -hmm. and my position and my aerodynamics. And that, you know, allows for better running too. Right. So uh, there are some, definitely some, you know, new training methods or, yeah. you know, strategies, whatever you want to call them. But I don't know. I think being, being so aero on the bike has led to some great running too. I think the bikes have just generally got faster. The wheels, the the bearings, the the chains now are all greased up. <clears throat> the friction has been reduced. The tires. I mean, you look at all of those bits and pieces, and even I mean, you listen to them. Like, oh, you save five watts here. I'm like, well, even if it's just point five of a watt right. that you're saving on all these bits and pieces, and you're up to saving three to five watts yep. overall. Listen, I'd rather save three to five watts with my bike in my position than have to put that out of my legs. Exactly. Right. Absolutely. Right. And, and so you end up either going faster or the same speed easier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, yes, I think positions, bike positions, and then the physiology, like you said, the training, I really feel like the science of it has just come so much further than, yeah. I don't know, when I was racing, it was just <laughs> go as hard as you can and, <laughs> and see what happens. But when you throw up, you stop. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have a heart attack. You yeah. should stop. <laughs> yes, uh, please stop. <laughs> um, but what about, what about if we talk about, the athletes, um, and I just like to throw this around because it's fun. And um, when we talk about greatest of all time and that kind of stuff, what do you think? What are your thoughts on all of that? Oh man, it's just a conversation. Yeah, you don't have to. You know, we. I, I got to go with the on for the men. Yeah, it's hard to, it, well, it's hard to go past him. I mean, definitely. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you got to. Mark Allen's always in the discussion, but. The way Jan has figured out how to win on so many different styles of races mm -hmm. is pretty impressive. And, and and like you said earlier, with a target on his back yeah. every single time, just handling the, sp the, the, the stress of it all. Um, and, I mean, 2008 to 2019, so that's 11 years. Yes. You know, one, wins a gold medal in 08 and crushes an Ironman course record in Hawaii. But you know what's interesting about him? I... I actually don't think he has as much physical talent as you might if you talk about some of the other athletes that would be in this conversation. I mean, the fact that he went almost 100 races before he won one. Yeah. And which happened to be the Olympic Games. But, and then he backed up the Olympics, so it wasn't a fluke. Um, he was always there in the World Series racing, Alistair Brownlee, Javier Gomez, Jonathan Brownlee for that four years leading into London. Almost won the World Series in 2010. He should have won it. Uh, or 2010 or 2011 in Budapest, the grand final. And he just screwed that one up. And I think he's really – he's not happy about not right, winning right, that yep. World Series. I think he had to finish top four or five and he just screwed it up. Anyway, and then he still went to London and came, I think, sixth and then made the decision to get – my point is with all of that, people could say, oh, he really didn't win a lot of ITU short course racing. But he did. He was there and thereabouts. And you got to remember – he was with, when we talk about the other kind of people that are going to be a part of the conversation, yeah. Alistair Brownlee, Javier Gomez, even Johnny Brownlee, 
he was racing them every single weekend. Yeah. I mean, every single time he got to race and he was still on the podium or finishing right behind them. So in that short course generation, and then he came out and just crushed 70.3 in Kona and what yep. he's done there is unbelievable. And he kind of spanned that like transitions like in the ITU where you're, you're running with a guy like Simon Woodfield and then you get this new generation that, yeah. that you know, like the Brownlees crushing the bike, raising the bar. And you go with that. Yeah. You know, you don't let it pass you by. So that's uh, to be able to adapt like that and, and evolve is also amazing. What if, uh, okay, here's one. If Alistair Brownlee goes on and wins a couple of Konas, does he have to win? A, how many Konas does Alistair Brownlee have to win as a two-time Olympic gold medal? Like to win one Olympic gold is unbelievable, right? right? I mean, this blows my mind. I've had them all on the show and I, I just – Kudos to all of yep. all of the Olympic gold medalists. To back Andy's first one with that London Olympics with all yep. that pressure, unbelievable. And then he backs it up and wins another one. It's pretty cool, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I mean, if you look at in the realm of ITU, maybe no one's dominated their little their sphere in the sport as well as that. No, yeah, but not maybe not the range that Jan has had mm -hmm. over the other distances. And I think there's... Has the, Ali won 70.3 Worlds? No, he's had second. To Jan. And, Gust, and Gustav as well. Oh, two, two seconds. I think two seconds. Okay. Right? I think two seconds, right? Yeah, you're right, because then that was in Nice, right? Yeah, and Nice, Rudy, he got Rudy second. Was third. Yep. Yep, okay. And then you got Javier Gomez. What I love about Javier Gomez in this equation, the guy races everything and he races all the time. Yep. And even Alistair said it on the show. Nobody's won more races than Javier yeah. Gomez. Nobody's won more. The guy just keeps winning and winning and winning. And uh, poor guy. I just, so in the in the ITU sphere, you would put Ali over Javier? <sighs> yeah, I think because the Olympic gold is the most yeah. important thing in ITU. It's like yeah. uh, I agree. You, know, you can win all these world titles, but you still got to win yeah. that. The ITU is about the Olympic gold. You have to win that. It's like saying you, you could win – Roth and Frankfurt Ironman and blah, 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 blah. But you don't win Kona. Yeah. You don't, you don't get to be called the, the greatest, yeah, right? I mean, absolutely. you have to win Kona. And, and the way Jan lifted the bar in 2019, and, you know, that's what makes your outs you, – I know we talked about it before, but your performance in Kona when you went – the 858 was – 758, excuse me. 759. What were 759. You? 759. Yep. You just decided to just, just scrape under it. Yeah. No just, more. Yeah. To celebrate a little bit in the finish shoot. <laughs> yeah. It's the first time I ever celebrated in the finish shoot. Wait, did Usually you know, did you know how much time you had? I saw it. I'm like, oh, I got to get going. I'm like trying to get the flag, you know, un, you know undraped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I had it the wrong way. You know, but I'm like, I got to get it across the finish line. <laughs> I mean, being a Navy boy, you know which way the flag's meant to be, know, right? Yeah, but I had this grand, I had this vision of running down and having the helicopter over me mm. and seeing the flag. Ah. So I... In my head, I oriented it, uh, oriented it to the helicopter. You're actually thinking about uh, yeah. the view from but the helicopter. But then I'm like, oh, you need to cross the finish line. Then it's it's the other way because, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, I screwed that up. There was no helicopter. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. You're actually, how long yeah. had you been thinking about that? No, it was just when I grabbed it. I'm oh. like, which way did this go? And I'm like, then I just had that vision of the helicopter and like seeing the flag fly down a Leahy Drive. Oh, that's a hard. That's, right? that's really hard. That would have been an amazing shot. Yeah. Where was the helicopter? I don't know. Jan was, they'd already flown him back. Yeah, they're already, yeah. he's been done for five minutes. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were actually already at the poolside bar having, <laughs> having margaritas. 
Oh, yeah. So what, what was your finishing time there? Seven hours? Seven fifty-nine forty-one. Oh, so you had another 15 yeah. seconds you yeah. could have played with. I had a little bit of time. Yeah, you could have probably corrected the flag. I, probably, I could have stopped, thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> could have, I could have listened for a helicopter and then spun it around. That's great. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, mate. Well, this has been brilliant. Um, but I do want to finish with a few questions. You okay. up for it? Yep. All right. These are two big questions that people can actually hopefully learn from. And then the next 15 are really fast, short, okay. fun ones. Yep. All right. So first one, have you got a tip um, that you can give for people on just how to optimize their lives or their performances in the sport? It can be either or, whatever you want. Sport or life? You can choose. It's a loaded question. Well, they kind of run parallel to some degree. I would say when you set your goal, make sure you focus on the benchmarks that you also have to set to, to achieve that goal. Mm. So don't focus on your outcome. Always focus on the process to achieve the goal that you want. All the races where I focus on the outcome, I've been my worst races. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm going to win this race. I'm going to break hours, eight hours of this race. Wah, wah, wah. You know, you're walking. Yeah, it's when like focus on the process and enjoy the process, yeah. you know. Because, yeah, once you get to the destination, half the time, it, I mean, it's great, but yeah. it can really be, you know, if you didn't enjoy the process, you've probably missed the journey altogether. Yeah, absolutely. I remember that's one of, you know, we've gone on a lot of rides together and mm. that's one of, I think, the things that I remember yeah. from you the most about, yeah. Yeah. you know, enjoying the journey. Yeah, I think um, Hunter Kemper said it on his episode, oh, it must be a year ago now, and he was really... Are really all about the process yep. um and that that's a really good way to put it isn't it just focusing on the little steps the process and enjoying those yeah and the outcome will be with the outcome will be so i like that all right if you could sit and have a coffee with any living person who would it be and why and actually i want to change that i've been changed it doesn't have to be a living person if you could sit with anybody ancient history history uh you can sit with them and ask them anything you want. And it doesn't have to be coffee either. I mean, can you, I just, can I keep it to living? Absolutely. Because then I'm like, oh man, I got to choose some like yeah, it's hard to monumental go historical yeah, figure. Yeah, 3,000 years. When all I want to do is sit down and have a drink with Dave Grohl from the <laughs> Foo Fighters. <laughs> Perfect. At the, at the Four Seasons Walleye. Nice. <laughs> can I come? Yes. All right, all right, yeah. all right. Perfect. Let's do it. Um, all right, here we go. 15 rapid fire questions. You can say pass, but pass. What is your favorite family? <laughs> what is your favorite family vacation? Four seasons of walleye. <laughs> With Dave. With um, Dave. Here's one for you. Kona or Olympic gold? Kona. Okay. First car you owned? Toyota RAV4. Purple. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I know. Was it new or second? My dad didn't like us. It was new. Well, my he worked for Toyota, or he worked for a car. He ran car dealerships, and he got a good deal on it. Look at you! How old were you? Uh, that was like whenever I turned, whenever I could drive. My older brothers had it before me. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was kind of we all shared. Yeah, I was gonna say spoiled little kid, sixteen. <laughs> it was getting... purple. <laughs> I don't care. People right? aren't as nice as they are now. <laughs> You're a high school boy going to a new high school in a purple car. Come on. Oh, that's true. It's amazing you don't have more mental health issues. <laughs> Okay, what would you change about yourself if you could? I'd be more decisive. That would be helpful for all yeah. of us around you. Yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah. Or on time. And, and you'd be on time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two most used apps on your phone? 
Instagram, unfortunately, and that's it. That's it. Just Instagram. Yeah. It's a boom, boom, boom. Instagram. Probably Chase. <laughs> mobile banking. Chase mobile banking. That's all right. All right. Um, out of 10, how cool would you say you are? I'd say uh, I'm an eight and maybe a nine. Mate, you got you got a um I reckon what grabs you up to that nine is, is that vehicle that's parked out in the driveway. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Now that's you, a nine and a half now. No, nine. Nine and a half. Nine with the raptor. You got you got that beautiful <laughs> Ford one fifty raptor up out there. But I think what would make you it do you play the drums or any musical instrument? I dabble in drums. Can you sing? No. Definitely okay. cannot sing. You you got a pretty reasonable radio voice. Thank you. Yeah. But is radio cool? No, but the radio voice is. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> All right. Outside of triathlon, if you could choose to do anything for a day, what would that be? <laughs> Sleep. <laughs> no. All the parents out there know if you could just have like a quiet day. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it would be, it would be just a day with just me and Rinny. Like, yeah, like yeah. a day off. You remember our wives? They were awesome. Yeah, they were so, they were so great. <laughs> now we've got young kids. Yeah. I, just, I just have to keep going back to the memory bank. Uh, <laughs> just kidding, everybody. We um, love our wives. Absolutely. And our lives. Yeah, it's true. We're pretty lucky guys. Yeah. Okay, which would you rather do? Wash dishes, mow the lawn, clean the bathroom, or vacuum the house? Oh, mow the lawn. Yeah, easy. Cold drink, mm-hmm. shirt off. Music playing, maybe yeah. in the headphones. Cool factors going up. Yeah, nine, yeah cool. Now I'm a nine and a half. <laughs> right? Anybody? I don't know that mowing the lawn makes you that cool, but the fact you're willing to do it, I guess. But Okay, first job you ever had? Uh, detailing cars. Really? Yep. How old were you? Uh, I was a uh, high school junior, maybe. Mm. I didn't last very long. No, but... I, uh, I took too long. I was too... Detailed. Yeah, I'm too, yeah. <laughs> They're like, buddy, you <laughs> was your was your Rav purple Rav four? Was it really detailed? Did you keep it really clean? Oh man, no. I had a, I got a pickup truck my senior year. Ooh. I got a Tacoma, and I took care of that. Wow. I love that thing. And so I, I I didn't get it till like the end of the school year, and then I had to go to the academy. You know, re, you report July first yeah. to the Naval Academy. I come home. I I came home and for Thanksgiving, the first time I was allowed to go home. Truck was gone. My parents sold it. Oh, they're brutal. Yeah, they didn't tell me. They're like, oh, yeah. I'm like, where's my truck? I'm like, oh, sorry. Yeah, we sold that. Your parents, Babs and Disto, they're, they're brutal. <laughs> they're actually, in fairness, they're two of the most lovely people, wonderful people I've ever had the enjoy, you know, drinking your wine with. <laughs> that would be a fun show. All right. Who would you want to play you in a movie of your life? Oh, man. I don't know. Come on. Think I'm an actor. Somebody cool. Okay. And probably not that good looking because that like, would not be too realistic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just uh, people say I do look like, uh, I don't even know his name. I think he was dating Jennifer Aniston recently. Brad Pitt? No. <laughs> yes, that's him. That's it. I'll have Brad. How about Matt Damon? He's too old maybe. Those guys are all too old to play me, right? Are they really? No, they're all your age. No, they're going to be in their 50s. No, 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 no. Yeah, they're in their 50s. They're younger than I am. No way. How old is Matt Damon? You should put that in your phone. Do we have time to to Google things while we're on the podcast? 
Probably, if people are still listening now. <laughs> They're long gone. <laughs> um, 50, he's 50 years old. He's 50. I told, okay, so he's my age. Well, 51 I'm, in October. Okay, he's a year older, year and a half. All right. Yeah, so he's too old. You're a lot older than he's me. Too, he's too old for you, I huh? Think he might be too old. All right. So who did you decide? Um, how about the guy, the dad from Modern Family, Phil Dumphy? Oh, that, guy. that. You know what's so funny? He's so like you. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's almost like perfect. <laughs> That's a really good one. Okay. <clears throat> what dinner could you prepare? Like a really, what's your best dinner you could prepare? Um, pulled pork, like slow cooked pork. Nice. Okay. If you could invite three people to that dinner, other than family, who would you invite? Is Dave still in this one? <laughs> Dave. <laughs> Is there a serious man crush going on here? <laughs> Okay, yes. Um, yes, Dave can be in that. There's <laughs> the music side taken care yep. of. To, uh, oh, man, I don't know. Some people already have answers for these, by the really? way. Yeah, they're like, bang, bang, bang. And you're like, wow. Well, like some, like Tom Brady would be cool, I guess. That would, would be cool. Would he be? Would you still come to? Or is it? Yes, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Tom and, and Giselle. Tom and Giselle and Dave Grohl, how about that? All right, perfect. And I'll come along as well just to – I'll serve the food. All right, which decade of music is best? 70s. And then 90s. I love, I love 90s. I know. Yeah, I love my 90s rock. Yeah, Third Eye Blind <laughs> and all of those guys. But 70s, honestly, I'm a bit the same. Yeah. 70s and I, I go into the 80s, but 70s, depending on some of those bands, Trent, go into both. Yeah, but, but 70s you get like, you get the singer-songwriter, you get a Paul Simon mm-hmm. or a Cat Stevens. Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond. Mm-hmm. John then, Denver. Yeah, Johnny D. Mm-hmm. And then you get Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. You know? The, the Who, Talking Heads. Yep, Talking Heads. The yeah, Cars. Very underrated. Are the Cars, would you say? No, they're more 80s probably. I would say early 80s. Yeah. You should know you're older than The me. Cure? I like The Cure, but they're 80s, aren't they? I thought they were late 70s and they took that punkish into the early 80s, but you might be right. Yeah. Anyway. They're all great. 70s. Yep. Okay. Good. Good answer. Um, you know, actually, Emma Plant-Brown said she likes today's music and the reason she likes today, no, she made a good point. She said because you get all the great classics of the 70s and 80s and they just put nice different beats to it. I don't buy it. <laughs> Emma, you hear that? Well, you don't buy it. Well, I get what she's saying. Like sometimes when they remix them, they can be a bit of a fun dance tune. Yeah, but, but if it's that good, do you really need to mess with it? I know. It's like I don't need to listen to Rocky Mountain High with a, with a dun, dun, you yeah, know? Right. It's Rocky Mountain High. Do they um, remix John Denver? Uh, they should. <laughs> they could try. But. We're going to be famous now. <laughs> okay. What do you do on a day off? I catch up on like admin and mm. the work side of the sport. Yeah, it doesn't stop. Where is somewhere you haven't been you'd like to go? Uh, the Maldives. Mm, I'd like to go. We, Laurel keeps saying that. Let's all do that. Family trip. Okay, final question. Greatest movie of all time? Naked Gun. Yes, I love Leslie Nielsen. That's awesome. What a legend. The whole, is there one particular of those? Because how many of Naked the first, Guns? There's three, yeah. The yeah. first one is definitely the yeah, best. Yeah, yeah. All right. Ever, if any of your listeners are, you know, Talbot Cox is a, mm-hmm. you know, social triathlon media guy now. Yeah. But I showed him that movie and he's just like, oh my God, he'd never seen it before. 
thought it was this is the, amazing. the greatest movie <laughs> yes. of all time. That's great. All right, mate. What's next? What's up for you now? Uh, yeah, just going to keep working on getting healthy and mm-hmm. supporting Rennie. She's got a couple of races coming up, uh, mm-hmm. Augusta 70.3, and then hopefully LA Triathlon and maybe Oceanside okay, in good. October. And so I'm going to be a little Sherpa, Sherpa roll. And then let's look at 2022 and getting back into the racing. Good man. And maybe a trip to St. George with me. Yep. All right, man. Well, thanks so much. Yeah, thanks for for having me, This This is awesome. And And I'm coming back with a bottle of wine soon. Yeah, so we'll have to maybe make this monthly or something. Um, But thanks, everybody, for listening um, and sharing the show and all your feedback. And you can find all of the shows, um, the show's timestamps and links and coupon codes at bennettendurance.com forward slash media. Right. Thanks again, Timothy. Um, Stay on the line. Yeah. All right. I don't know what that means. Go to what? All right, mate. See ya. Thanks a lot for listening. If you enjoyed the show, your support would truly be appreciated. You can visit the Patreon page or you can subscribe with your podcast app of choice. Don't miss the next episode, so subscribe and be notified. For show notes, if you want to know more, please visit bennettendurance.com. I'm Phil Liggett, and on behalf of Greg Bennett, here's to the next time, and I hope you will join Greg again very soon.